Listener's discretion is advised. What's good? Thank y'all for tuning in to the Adam Chris Brand again, the podcast. I'm going to start off a lot of my episodes with a section and a segment called Quick Note. Quick Note is just something that I noticed throughout the week that I feel like is informative and um, some good information that I feel like we all can receive something from. So right here is where I'm going to insert a soundbite of a guy. I don't know if he's a YouTuber or I just found him on social media. I saw he had a lot of uh, views and stuff, and I wanted to see what he had to say. And this video stuck out to me. His name is James James Hodge. Look him up, uh, and here he is with a quick message. Hey, fellow white people, if you see a black or a brown person jogging, there's only one thing you need to do, just one move, and that's throw him a simple wave that's it that's all you do you don't have to fucking get weird and creepy about it you don't have to hit them with a you don't have to go queen of england nothing just a simple wave and if you're not into waving throw them up so like that's it that's your only move what you don't do is fucking hunt them down and murder them in the streets like a fucking animal that's not the move I'm so sick and tired of turning on the news, and every time it's some fucking idiot talking head being like, well, what we need to do in America is deal with inner city violence and black on black crime. The black community needs to hold itself accountable. Fuck you. When is the white community gonna start holding itself accountable for the bullshit that we pull? When are we gonna start looking at each other being like, hey man, the fuck you need all those guns for? Or hey man, you're not John McClain. This is not die hard. You do not have to pull that kind of fucking bullshit. You wanna be like John McClane? Go fucking rewatch Die Hard. First thing he did in that movie was made friends with a black person. How about trying that? How about fucking making that your next move? But instead, we have a country full of people that look like me out here running around hunting people down the fucking streets. Those guys aren't heroes. They're fat, redneck pussies the fuck you need to strap up for to confront a potential bike stealer whatever the fuck it is you think that guy did like how much of a pussy do you have to be to need to go two of you and give fucking guns to ask a guy about whatever the fuck it is you think he did first off it's none of your goddamn business second of all why the fuck did you need to go what do you think he's hiding the 38 special in his fucking adidas shorts no the fucking dude was jogging mind your fucking Business. I'm tired of this shit. I know y'all didn't think I was done. I'm back. Adam Chris Brand. The podcast. What's good, guys? I'm back. That was actually an intro from <laughs> last week. Because if you notice, I had some technical difficulties. But thank y'all for t- tuning in with me. This is the Adam Chris Brand Podcast. You. Yeah. What's good? It's Adam Chris. I'm here to say whatever because I give a damn. Y'all got to keep me up on my intro, my little tagline. I need to continue saying that. I need to do that. I need to try to remember to do it every time. Because I love that tagline. How y'all been? How y'all good? How y'all is? How y'all ain't? I'm feeling good. Today is Saturday. I was not able to record on yesterday, which was Friday, the normal day that I released my episode. But 
is for a good reason. I have been, well, I really can't disclose. I don't want to prematurely tell some shit that I'm not supposed to tell because I definitely couldn't post about it yesterday. And I also have some things set up for today and tomorrow that are big deals. So keep me in y'all thoughts and prayers as I travel on this new journey. Um, and you will know about it soon, I promise. Um, just a weekly check-in. My week went well. Uh, I have been in a good place mentally. Uh, my vibrations are up. Except when I'm at work. I fucking... It's not even that I hate my job. I just really don't like the people there sometimes. I mean, but I do like them sometimes. But I don't like them sometimes. Um, shout out to the motherfuckers from my job to listen to this shit. I, y'all know I have a love-hate relationship with y'all. But I kind of fuck with y'all just a little bit. Moving on, so today, I hope y'all enjoyed that quick note. That was um about referring to the, um, I don't want to butcher his name, but the guy who was gunned down in Georgia, Brunswick, Georgia, whatever, by the McMichaels. Uh, I know that was kind of like some late news from the um guy, James Hodge, but like I said, that shit was supposed to be out last week. So, I really liked his rebuttal on this situation. Uh, it was good to hear it from a different perspective, um, a different um, ethnicity. Uh, just glad that somebody is speaking out. So, I'm just glad somebody is taking control of something that um, a lot of blacks speak on, but we did need other ethnicities to also speak on it, just so we're not sounding like we're just like a broken record and just always complaining. So today I'm gonna get I do have a um a listener letter, but I really don't wanna read it because it's gonna take me some thought. I have like two or three of them. I think it's three. Three listener letters, and they're like deep as fuck. And I haven't had time to process them because I just looked at them today. So I'm gonna come back to one of those next week. And for the other two, I will be emailing you back because I'm not gonna read every listener letter on the show. Um, but if you would like to send me in a question or any feedback for this podcast, email me at adamchrisbrand at gmail.com. So what I'm about to jump into is the current events. I want to discuss the drama that's been going on this week. And then we're going to leave on a mental note. So here we go. First, in the current events, I do want to discuss an interview that just came out like yesterday, I believe. Charlemagne, the guy from The Breakfast Club in New York, um, had an opportunity to interview and sit down and ask some questions to Joe. But what's this motherfucking name? Joe Biden. Um, and if you don't listen to the Breakfast Club, Breakfast Club, Charlemagne the God has had some choice words for Joe Biden. I also heard DJ Envy that is also on the radio morning sh- radio show say that Joe Biden was one of the only candidates that would not come to their show to do an interview because all everyone who was running in Democratic, um, and all of the Democratic candidates basically um, came to the Breakfast Show to do a Breakfast Club to do an interview, and Joe Biden declined. But now they are able to virtually interview, and I'm going to insert this seven minute soundbite um, so you can know the premise of their conversation and kind of get a highlight of what they discuss because it's some good shit. Here we go. You know, you know, I've been critical of you. Um, I, I have a few things I want to talk to you about. This I know day. you have. Yeah. You don't know me. No, I don't. That's why I want to get to know you today. 
was the tense beginning of a new interview where Breakfast Club radio host Charlemagne pressed Joe Biden on his agenda for civil rights issues. And it ended in a moment that's lighting up the race today. And before jumping into this controversial part of it, which is the first clip you'd probably see when searching about this on the Internet. Right now, let's report out the substance of this class because it matters. Let's go beyond one soundbite or one headline because it matters. First, there's a history. The Breakfast Club is a very popular radio show, especially with many Democratic and black voters, and it frequently presses candidates. Top primary candidates made the stop there this year. And this same host, Charlemagne, has had pretty tense exchanges with other candidates from Cory Booker to Hillary Clinton. Second, this clash I'm about to walk through with you that's making waves, it's not just about words. These questions are digging into a long-running issue in Democratic politics. Do some elites take black support for granted? Charlemagne pressing that by quoting other Democrats who's advocated Biden should put a black woman on his ticket this year and asking if voters are owed that. Do you feel like black people are owed that from the Democratic Party? Absolutely, Pop. What did I say? Remember when I said Biden can't win the primaries? Yes. I kicked everybody's ass. I, excuse me. It I don't won. talk like that. I need you to say that. You did no, not? No. I won overwhelmingly. I told you when I got to South Carolina. I won every single county. I won a larger share of the black vote than anybody has, including Barack. Let me ask y'all interruption. Um, do you all feel like, because P. Diddy posted something and he stated that we should hold our vote hostage to the Democratic candidate until they have a black agenda, until they um, have something in place for black people uh, for us to vote for them. Because a lot of times when we are given these candidate candidates, um, they kind of feel like, oh, we either have to vote Republican or Democratic. And if we're and all black people are going to automatically vote Democratic just because we don't want a Republican in office because they don't have it is it's been looked at that they don't have our best interest at hand uh i honestly feel like i feel like we should take a stand and say hey i'm not gonna vote for you just because you're the democratic candidate i do feel like you need to have a black agenda you do need to put some things in place to where i feel like i need to vote for you not the fact don't take advantage of my vote because you know it's either it's like a black and white thing it's either you're white and you're voting republican or you're black and you're voting democratic you need to have something in place for us but i'm gonna get back to this interview biden citing his support from black voters in delaware and this year but this cuts both ways to biden's point it's true he won over that support he can certainly tout that support. But many black Democrats have argued the point goes the other way, that it is because of this longstanding loyalty that they are demanding representation at the top. Now, another argument may be that, look, nominees don't always want to pre-commit to any particular profile for a future running mate, but Biden's already done that. I pick a woman to be vice president. There are a number of women who are qualified to be president tomorrow. I would pick a woman to be my vice president. Interruption. How many of y'all believe that he is going to have a black woman vice president? He said that he is. He said it several times. Let's see how true this is. I cannot wait till November. I cannot wait to see how this all pans out. Cannot wait to see who sticks behind their word. But here we go. Go ahead. So that undergirds this. Then there's the policy in this interview. The exchange over a crime bill that drove mass incarceration. 
why so much resistance on admitting the crime bill and, and other legislation you are a part of was damaging to the black community? Because we had Hillary on a few years ago, and Ms. Clinton said that the crime bill, made, we made a lot of mistakes with that, and she wanted to atone for that by becoming the next president. Like She was wrong. What happened was it wasn't the crime bill. It was the drug legislation. It was the, in the institution of mandatory minimums, which I oppose. Mandatory minimums. I oppose the Complicated debate. The 94 crime bill did increase harsh sentencing. It was not only other drug legislation. And many legal experts say the crime bill went way too far. They've turned on parts of it. And politically, that also includes a lot of Democratic leaders, even some libertarian Republicans. So Biden's resistance to breaking with parts of that bill may stand out for people. But other parts of that bill, to Biden's point, and he said this in other forums, are also embraced, like the Violence Against Women Act was also in that same old 94 bill. A worthwhile debate. In fact, you could argue this whole exchange is what democracy and what pressing, pressured interviews are for. Dig into the issues. Hash it out bluntly, straightforward. In fact, this interview was more substantive than many other things candidates have to do while running for office, and certainly more substantive than some questions that Joe Biden gets in other mainstream media appearances. But then at this sign-off, this is the part getting all the attention right now, things took a turn. Biden's team, you'll hear, was reiterating that the time was up and Jill Biden needed the camera for her interview. And then Biden did two things. He challenges the interviewer, Charlemagne, on choosing between Biden and Trump and hammers the point home with a comment that everyone's talking about. Thank you so much. That's really our time. I apologize. You can't do that to black media. You I can't do that to white media and black media because my wife has to go on at six o'clock. Okay. Oh, uh oh, I'm in trouble. Listen, you got to come see us when you come to New York, VP Biden. I a, will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more okay. questions. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. It don't have nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with the fact I want something for my community. I would love to see. Take a look at my record, man. I. How y'all feel about him saying if you is between him and Trump and if you don't vote for him, then you ain't black. Wow. Senate the voting racks 25 years. I have a record that is second to none. The NAACP has endorsed me every time I've run. The war, I mean, come on. Take a look at the record. All right. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Anyway, thanks. I will come back. All right. I look Please. forward to seeing you in person. That's how it ended. Reactions pouring in. We could actually fill a whole show with them. We'll just share two for context. A former Obama-Biden official who's worked on diplomacy and civil rights, Patrick Gaspard, pushing back. Those are not the kind of comments that one should uh, make even uh, in jest. Uh, I uh, have to, had the privilege of working directly with the vice president. I know that he's a conscious, uh, thoughtful uh, person on these issues. However, Vice President Biden is in no position to determine who uh, is black enough uh, or not. Biden's campaign first said the comment was in jest, but the fallout was large enough that Biden actually came back out today to address it. I shouldn't have been such a wise guy. I shouldn't have been so cavalier. I don't take it for granted at all. And no one, no one should have to vote for any party based on their race, their religion, their background. There's the entire context. Biden quick to walk back the comment 
and people can make up their own minds about all of it. The larger framework beneath the controversy, though, matters. This doubles back to the actually deeper exchanges we just showed you between these two people. Charlemagne was asking about what leaders like Biden owe the black community, pressing for results the same way that rich donors or lobbyists press for their debts. Biden is citing his past support as a kind of defense and then presenting the issue as, quote, figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, end quote. But let's listen here. Charlemagne and many other left-leaning voters and people affiliated with the Democratic Party, they're not saying they can't figure out if Trump is worse for them on policy. They're pressing for results and representation, which is how politics works. Biden and Charlemagne, if you pause and actually put aside some of the controversy, they actually agree that Joe Biden got where he is now with a lot of black support. Facts. They're debating what that means. What does that imply? So, there's the premise of that interview. Um, I, I... I, I love what Charlemagne said. I love the way, I love all the points that Charlemagne made to discuss with uh, Joe Biden. Because a lot of people like tip on eggshells when they're interviewing these candidates. And they don't ask them the real questions that need to be asked. Um, I, I enjoyed that. Uh, I always, I, I like Charlemagne. He's a good person. He, I, I like him. Sometimes I don't like him, but I like him. And I love the questions that he asked. I loved his concerns. Um, so... Moving on to some other bullshit. So next on my list, I have a link of this girl. She is saying that she is Jay-Z's daughter. Um, she her name, I saw on Instagram. You can y'all can go follow her. Her name on Instagram is Jay-Z First Daughter. And her cat one of her captions say, I've been quiet far too long. Uh, join me as I tell my story of living in the shadows of being Jay-Z's daughter in a city where everyone knew he was my father. How growing up, I watched multiple mu mu multiple sclerosis take its toll on my mom, t uh, taking my fun mom that I've always known to 24-hour bedridden. So her mom is, um, I'm going to, like her mom is like, her, her bones have like completely like deteriorated. And this girl honestly looks just like Jay-Z. But I don't know if I believe it because there's a lot of crazy people out. Ooh. I think I just seen a photo of her, her mama, and Jay-Z holding her. Um, also, a lady made a statement that she does look like Jay-Z, Jay y'all. She lives in Maryland. But a lady made a statement that she hooked her mom and Jay-Z up many years ago and everybody in her hometowns like she says says that Jay-Z is really her father I ain't gonna lie y'all go look at her page these pictures they look very similar but who am I honey I ain't no goddamn DNA test so y'all also somebody from Jay-Z's camp also stated that they remember her mom and Jay-Z being together back in the day so that's very interesting Anyway, moving on. So, Wendy Williams, and uh, she's going on another hiatus. Uh, let me read this article to you. The host has been filming remotely from home, from her New York home. Wendy Williams is stepping back from her talk show to focus on her health. On Monday, an announcement was posted to Twitter 
to her Twitter account, uh, to her Twitter account, explaining how Williams was suffering from fatigue due to Graves' disease. We all know she has Graves' disease, um, and this has been an ongoing battle for her. Uh, I also heard people say that they hoped that she didn't relapse because they said at one point she was in, um, what is that? What is that place called? Um, not AA, but rehab, rehab. Um, but her Twitter account uh, explained that she was um, suffering from fatigue from her Graves' disease and would be seeking treatment while the Wendy Williams shows goes on hiatus. This isn't her first time going on hiatus, guys. Let's just keep her in, her pr- in our prayers. We don't know whether it's Graves' disease or she's relapsing. I mean, and I don't want to put that on nobody, but, you know, here we are. And it's Wendy Williams. She would have said it about somebody else, so I'm going to say it about her. Next, Kim K is slammed for describing blackface as nude for African-American models. So she did post these, um, I don't know if, I think it's this is her site. Um, she promoted her new line of face masks on Twitter. Well, this is her Twitter. Describing them as a five shades of nude. Um, but one of those five colors is a solid black described as onyx. Um, on the Skims website. So this is on her website as well. Um, and in this photo, there is a very chocolate um, woman, and I don't understand how nude is the color black. Like, we're considered black. That's just what we've called ourselves and what people have called us. But we are actually brown, and we're different shades of brown. And Kim should have known as much as she's in a spotlight and she sees all the current, everything that's going on behind blackface and all this other shit, that she was wrong for that. I feel like she do certain type of shit to put her name in the blogs, to have people talking about her. I also heard that her and her family call the paparazzi for the, for them to uh, make a scene wherever they are, they'll call and tell them to meet them th- here and there. So I don't put I don't put this type of shit past me. I feel like it's a publicity the publicity stunt, and she will make a public apology sooner or later. And she just wants attention. I honestly believe because you couldn't dare tell me that this new new color is supposed to match the same tone as your skin and look kind of like an invisible transparent look. This is definitely giving two different tones. I don't understand what's nude about it. But moving on. Phaedra Parks being said to return to Real Housewives of Atlanta as a friend of the show. I don't know how I feel about that. I ain't never been really a Phaedra fan. She just really took up a lot of space for me. Um, so it's been rumored that she will be back as a friend um the show. Uh I wonder how the ladies are gonna take that. I wonder how Candy is gonna take that because I remember Candy did make a statement a while back that she was not going to do the show again if Phaedra came back after Phaedra did all that lying on her. But, bitch, who am I, honey? I'm just a spectator like, spectator like y'all. Um, okay, girl, let me ask y'all. So, Kevin Gates had a video that leaked. And I caught it on Twitter because my Twitter ain't nothing but a porn site, girl. And it's it's because of the people that I choose to follow. I like to see what I like to see. But I knew um once I saw it hit the blogs that he had released um his something had leaked of his. I know I could find it on my Twitter. So, girl, I seen this video of Kevin Gates smashing somebody. the The camera looked like it was taken on a um 
um what's those things called a gigapad like it was it was so grainy i could tell i hope that wasn't recent because they're using a flip phone if it's recent um the video was poor quality but you could see the meat naughty um i wasn't impressed but i was thoroughly in uh entertained because it's always entertaining to see somebody that you have watched and listened to that rap it's always entertaining to see them in a different form in a different light so i was thoroughly in you know i was i was looking or whatever but it wasn't hitting no shit and the inner way of is in an uproar the girls are saying that he is capped because y'all know he always talk about his zit game how he can beat it like this and do it like that in his rap in his music so the girls say that he was definitely capped that ain't even what he give but bitch we gotta understand that wasn't nothing but like a 40 something minute clip that i saw maybe it's a long one out there but we gotta understand that ain't show shit that was 40 seconds one of that man did them other time all that other time he was in bed with that female um and that shit look old. I just don't, I don't know. I don't know what it got, but it is out there. So go on and do your research and your Googles and find it, bitch. Um, so I saw an article and I asked one of my cousins that worked for Kroger and she told me yesterday that, no, this is a false statement because that she ain't seen it. But somebody posted like an official document with the overhead of Kroger and everything. And it states, let me try to make it bigger. And it states from Kroger Payment Department. As you may be aware, you were overpaid your emergency pay in the gross amount of $461.60 during the time frame of March 1st, 2020 to current. Please see options for repayment below. First option is $461.60, one payment. The second option is three payments of $158.87. And the third option is Five payments of $92.32. So, basically, they were saying that these girls that they gave these bonuses to at Kroger were going to have to pay that money back that they got. Ain't that some bullshit? But my cousin says she ain't seen that shit, and she's been working for Kroger for a couple of years now. And she says she ain't seen that document out. So, maybe somebody was just trolling, created a, a whole Kroger thing, because they took a picture of the document that... um supposedly allegedly Kroger sent out but my cousin didn't say it wasn't true but maybe a select stores is doing this shit maybe stores that don't make as much money want their coins back but listen don't give me some don't be no Indian giver bitch if you're gonna pay me some shit let me keep that shit and let me reap my benefits from it but my cousin did state that they are about to get another bonus from their company of $400 I believe I think the first one was like $500 so I said well girl I'm finna go apply for Kroger work for Kroger get my bonus and quit how about that? It's a part-time job. How about that? Um, so, last but not least, what I want to discuss with you all, uh, Megan Good was shunned for bleaching her skin. But she says that she was given a treatment by an unlicensed esthetician to correct a sunburn that was on her forehead or something. And, it had, it, like, in this picture, I can see a huge difference. But she still looks the same to me, kind of. But you can tell by these side-by-sides they posted on Instagram. Um, she said that it was a very traumatic moment, moment for her and it was, um, very triggering for somebody to bring it up. Cause she did comment back when, cause somebody made a comment under her picture and said, I like Megan as she was dark skin and I don't know why she bleached her skin. And then she explained her situation and she did explain that it was a traumatic moment for her. So prayers for her because anything traumatic is not good, but, um, I don't think she intentionally bleached her skin. I don't think she would lie about um listening to an unlicensed uh, esthetician so 
she said that she's on the road to recovery to getting her skin tone back to what it is because she has now went to a, a doctor to get it corrected. So prayers for her. And y'all got to watch what y'all say in these comments because people really do be reading them. And y'all really do be hurting people's feelings. And I need to tell I'm talking to myself as well because I be in people comments trolling like a motherfucker. But that's what it is. That's, what, that's, that's, the, that's the climate. That's like... That's just the way shit is. Like, you coming under these uh, blogs and saying whatever, voicing your opinion, not thinking that this is going to reach this person. But obviously here, these motherfuckers be going through them comments, reading, and sometimes responding. So let's all be kind to one another and also remember to be kind to yourself. So now we are going to end this episode with a mental note, and I'll be right back. So what I want to discuss today in a mental note is let's be excited about the person that we are becoming a lot of times we're very critical and very hard on ourselves i've watched a lot of people be very that's around me be very hard on themselves and i've also been very hard on myself a lot of times i second guess a lot of stuff and i get in my own head and i talk myself out of a whole bunch of shit that i could actually accomplish and be great at let's take let's let's take time this week to focus on goals that we want to achieve while also patting ourselves on the back for stuff just small accomplishments because small accomplishments also they help so much opposed to you just looking at these big things that you have to accomplish after a while you're going to get defeated because you feel like you're not succeeding at anything but the process to reach the bigger goal you have to have accomplished something to reach the bigger goal. So let's congratulate ourselves on the small wins because small wins matter just as much as the big win. I promise you. And we have to be kind to ourselves and also be kind to others. That's going to complete this episode for this week. I hope you enjoy. Follow the podcast on Instagram at, at the Adam Chris brand. Follow your host on Instagram at it's Adam Chris. And if you have any questions or feedback, Email me at adamchrisbrand at gmail.com. Subscribe, rate, uh, audit, share. Let motherfuckers know that I'm being consistent. (laughs) I'll see y'all next week.